All right, bar two on the show, brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, NFL playoffs, college football, national championship game. Great place to uh, watch the games and celebrate with friends, full bar and restaurant, the Timeout Lounge inside the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bar two, uh, are you joining us as a Michigan fan or a Washington fan today? <laughs> oh, oh, the fan of who I work for, baby. Who CTC cut the check? <laughs> Go Huskies, man. Go Huskies. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, how talk about what a, an anomaly, uh, an outlier this is to have um, two teams in the national championship game that are not elite recruiters. Uh, it, it's, it's, this might be the, well, I'm, it's a hundred percent the biggest outlier pairing of my lifetime. You know, I mean, half a century plus, and there is not a greater, holy crap, how are both of these two teams, these two teams here at the same time. Um, as, as you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of the listeners know, uh, I started talking about national championships and recruiting back in 07. You know, before any of this other stuff spawned off of it, you know, your blue chip stuff and, and all the other things that try to mimic those, those modelings from 15 years ago. Uh, and, it, and it's, you know, 15 years ago, it was, look, you got to be a top 10 recruiter for the last four years. Um, and up until Clemson won with Deshaun Watson, it had held true. Uh, and when Clemson won that year, in my numbers, uh, in my composite numbers, uh, they were number 12, you know, just like Michigan this year. Michigan coming in was number 12 uh, in my numbers. And so Clemson kind of broke that, kind of, right? And, and you look at the other teams that were outside the top 10. It wasn't just winning a national title that you needed to be inside the top 10. It's just being there, just being there. And uh, up until, what, TCU last year, TCU, I think, was the sixth not top 10 recruiter in the last 23 years. So 46 teams, six of them were outside the top 10 in recruiting, win or lose. You know, so you got Virginia Tech, first-round quarterback, Michael Vick. You had Deshaun Watson, Clemson, first-round quarterback. Uh, Lawrence, when they lost it one year, first-round quarterback. Mariota, Ducks, lost it, first-round quarterback. I think the Ducks, when they were there, they were 14th. Uh, when Virginia Tech was there, uh, they were in the they were in the high twenties. But keep in mind, folks, it wasn't Virginia Tech in the ACC. That was Virginia Tech number one recruiter in the Big, Big East. East. Yeah, they were they were the Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon of their conference. They were the number one recruiter. They had the number one player in college football, and then Florida State whipped their ass. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh, gonna play top ten recruiter, forty two twenty one or whatever the heck the number was, right? And so you look at the history of recruiting relative to the national title game, we've only had now eight teams outside the top 10 even get there. This year we got two, right? So no matter what happens, we are going to get our only our second national champion in 24 national title games that had a four-year high school recruiting composite outside the top 10. Wow. Right? So, so that's an anomaly in and of itself. Michigan at 12, just a little bit outside. Washington, though, Washington's in the 30s, dude. 
I mean, the entire SEC West out recruits Washington. <laughs> right? And, and how much, how, you know, and, and so I think it just goes to show how good the coaching staff is. Top sure. 10 coming into this, top 10 graded coaching staff coming into the season. Okay. In fact, everybody that made a made the playoffs was top twenty in total coaching staff in our numbers. Actually, everybody who made a New Year's Six bowl game was top twenty five coming into the season in coaching. All twelve of them, top twenty five. Yes, folks, Missouri was number twenty five on the button in total coaching staff ranking coming in. So you know we're starting to pay a little bit more attention to that as the portal is could be leveling the playing field a little bit, it's going to make coaching that much more important. Right? Uh, okay. Or- right. So 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 but yeah, we're going back to back to the national championship game, this is this is amazing. This is I'm just this is the most amazing thing that I've ever seen happen in my life from a from a talent standpoint in the national championship game. Hmm. Dave Bartu, Matrix Analytical, the number one college football staffing firm in the country. He joins us on the show, brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge and award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Uh, all right, so you're, yeah, you're impressed with DeBoer and, and Washington. Um, and now, they're in the 30s. You mentioned yesterday, what's mm-hmm. his name? Jerry Lake kind of skewed that thing. Is that his name? J- J- Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Lake, when, when he took over for Peterson and tanked the program for a couple of years. And the recruiting went off the rails a little bit. It's hard to get a real uh, pulse on exactly what Washington's recruiting was uh, because, you know, DeBoer came in only, you know, three seasons ago. It's only yeah. his third year. Now he's got a know. six year, I think, Penix Jr.'s yeah. six year quarterback. Yeah, he's got a super senior quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why this year is the golden age of NFL draft and the quarterback. Dude, there's, there's, there, there might be. Uh, you know, there might be four, five, six starters that come out of this thing. Why? What have we talked about on the show about drafting quarterbacks? Experience, right? Experience, experience, experience. Take a ton of snaps in college football and elevate your program. Dude, those guys are everywhere, right? Bo Nix, uh, you know, he's he's been a quarterback for, what, seven years now, eight years? I think he's, you know, uh, <laughs> he, he started, what, 61 games? Uh, Penix? And look, I I think Penix is still quarterback number one. I mean, this is a guy who took an Indiana, Indiana to number nine, then turned around and took Washington to the top twenty-five. Now he took Washington to the national championship game. And so, with all of that experience out there with these super senior quarterbacks, I think it's skewed this year a little bit. Um, and it, it'll it'll rebound, but I think it made a golden year of, of college football college quarterback. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, 
It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Wow. Okay, bar two, Matrix Analytical on the show. Uh, so you would take Penix over Jaden Daniels? Yes. Yes, I just, I would. I, you know, I haven't watched any film. I don't watch film. I just, you know, I look at what the teams have been, what these guys have done to carry. Now, Jaden Daniels, again, uh, we're talking about a guy that um, had a ton of snaps, ton of experience, and he he matured so much from Arizona state. Um, but if I'm also looking at, okay, what is the surrounding talent I have? Uh, Jaden is surrounded with a lot more talent, than Michael Penix, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, now I know LSU fans go, well, our defense sucked. Okay. I'll give you that much. Right. But you still were surrounded by an enormous amount of talent. This is why I go back to the draft. It's hard to say who's going to end up being the best quarterback out of this thing. Because if you look at the numbers, the experience that all these guys have in carrying their programs, dude, I'm, I'm serious. There might be four or five NFL starters out of this thing, and nobody's wrong about who the best one is. Right. Right. Bo Nix, Penix. Right. Jaden. Daniels. Look, yeah. look I'm, uh, you know something? I know everybody says Caleb Williams is number one, and I've watched him play, and he carried a team again with a bad defense and made the throws. But – you know something? I just don't trust the guys that come out from under Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is the best offensive coordinator in college football. You know, he turn, he turns everybody into a superstar. And I'm just not sure how much Williams is going to impact the NFL versus these other guys that have had to work hard to get there. The Penix mm-hmm. trail was hard. Bo Nix, it was hard. Jaden Daniels, none of this came easy to any of these guys except Williams. And the NFL is tough. And so I know it's an intangible, but I don't think the path for Williams has been as tough as these other guys. I think they can survive the NFL better. Mm. Bar two on the Out of Bounds show brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. So two teams, neither one an elite recruiter. Um, have you handicapped it at all next Monday? I mean, do you like, Oh, no, no, I'm just, I, you know, I, I, I said in the, in the Michigan, Alabama game, um, I, I, you know, I was on the side of Michigan on that one because of the numbers, right? I mean, you walk into that football game, Michigan was number three on defense in the country, number five on offense, Alabama was number 11 on defense, uh, and number 18 on offense. You know, at that point in the season, I was like, Michigan should win this football game. If Michigan shows up and doesn't play sloppy football, which they did, they turned the ball over twice inside the what, 40 inside the 30? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't do that. That's not even a ball game at all. So, um, but Alabama hung in there, and uh, it was classic Kirk Ferentz kind of football is grind it out, let the other guys make the mistakes, and try to pull out a win. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I felt, you know, Michigan just had the efficiency on both sides of the ball over Alabama. Then you go back to the, the, the Washington and the Texas game. 
Um, that was a coin toss to me. You looked at the numbers, Texas 12 on defense, Washington 7th on offense, Washington 28th on defense, Texas 30th on offense. I thought Texas had the worst unit coming in, their their offense, but it was also going against the second worst unit, Washington defense. To me, that was a coin flip, and hell, that game was ended up being a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Um, shouldn't have really been if that guy doesn't get hurt at the end. Um, clock pretty much runs out. Uh, on Texas. So when you look at the scoring efficiency numbers, if you take the if you take the names away, the two best teams in the season on offense plus defense were Michigan and Washington. And here we are. And here we are. Ah, those were some good semifinal games, you know. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Brilliant, right? And I, and I think to handicap this game, it's what, four and a half points? Uh, yeah, four and a half. Like that? Yeah. I mean, the way these two teams have played, wouldn't you just take the points? I mean, if you're going to bet something, wouldn't you just bet a side and just go, look, just give me four and a half points? And we Washington's played, what, 10 one-score games in a row. Why would you not take them plus four and a half? Have they really? Yeah. I think it's like a, I think it's like a NCAA record or something like that. I mean, they have played. They, have, they just win. That's all they do is just win football games. You know, so you got you got Penix and his ability to throw versus that defensive line of Michigan. Oh, just delicious. Absolutely delicious. I'm looking forward to it. And and I really don't have a side because I'm just I'm just enjoying the fact that this is such an outlier, such an oddity inside the numbers. Um it's exciting to me. Uh, okay, let's go to well, no, I want to stay with Harbaugh for just a second. Um, yeah. I know how impressed you. I mean, this guy's done it everywhere. San Diego, Stanford, 49ers, mm-hmm. and then turned, you know, Michigan was rotten. Culture, Lloyd Carr, I think, was, you know, kind of a Philip Fulmer, and he eventually turns the corner. How impressed are you with everything he's been able to pull off? I mean, it's, um, I, I never really thought he'd win a national title at Michigan. I never did. I never thought he'd have the talent to do it. Um, and he got the perfect window of opportunity. Um, everybody that recruits well had something terribly wrong this year. You know, Alabama didn't have a quarterback. Um, Georgia was down, and they had a, they had a new quarterback. Uh, Ohio State didn't have a quarterback. USC didn't have a defense. LSU didn't have a defense. You know, I mean, it, it was like just, the, you know, A&M still had Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Clemson had a bad defensive coordinator and couldn't get their offense together. I mean, if you look at all the pieces of the puzzle that, look, Michigan paid, played their way in. I don't want to say allowed them, but a lot of great teams have windows of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the perfect storm for Michigan. Uh, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't expect to ever see this happen again. I think this is Jim's one and only shot to win a national title, and I do believe he's going to get it done. I'm on the side of Michigan because they've played better football this year. Um, so I'm just choosing the better football team over the better football player. But, you know, I mean, Jim coming in, I think he was number – what did we rank him with CBS Sports in our article? I think he was number four, number five overall head coach coming into the season. You know, so what he's done isn't a surprise. Um, the staff he has is not incredible. Uh, and, you know, you look at the path of where he's been, he turns everything around, man. I mean, everything he's touched becomes a winner, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether he stays at Michigan or somebody goes gets him, what are we expecting out of him? We expect him to win football games. 
you know, like him or not, weird or not, on field, he's one of the best head coaches in college football of his generation. So you got him top five. Yeah. Mm. I think he was top five, I think, at the beginning of the year. You know, because nice. everywhere he's been, he, I mean, Stanford had no talent. He elevated that program. Hell, San Diego, th- that was non-scholarship football. Elevated that program. Michigan was recruiting in the high teens. Now he has them in the right near number 10. And he has all his beasts, you know, often the offensive line, defensive line. He's a smash mouth football guy, you know, and he just goes out and execute it. And I just, it's amazing what he does. And I, I don't think he actually gets enough credit for, you know, uh, all the coaching stops and, and what he's done at every single one. Let's go to Brian Kelly in this hire at defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look. I mean, Bartu, talk about how good they'd have been if they'd have just been like 50th in the country in defensive scoring efficiency. Right. I mean, they were, they were, they were the number two offense in the country, you know, um, the other teams that, you know, look, the number one offense was Oregon. I mean, Oregon is arguably third, fourth best team in college football, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, LSU, if it, well, if they'd have had an average defense, maybe it would have been one more win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it still would have taken a in a, a top twenty defense uh, to be a playoff team. But still, I mean, it, it wasn't. It was kind of a wasted season, right? I mean, here's a top five recruiter for the last twenty five years. You got the number. You got the best offense you've had since well, your second best one maybe ever at LSU behind Burrow. And you had a defense that was 80, finished 82nd, mm. you know? So it was a missed opportunity for sure, but that's the beauty of college football, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if the good teams are going to be good. And, and you know, in, and with college football, it used to be any given Saturday. Now that's gone because losing on a Saturday don't mean nothing no more because you can go 10-9-3 and three and still get in the playoffs. 10-2 and two still get you in the playoffs. So Saturdays. No, there's no elimination games no more. So um, that's kind of boring. But LSU, you know, we'll we'll see. Did, did they fire everybody? They already got Bo Davis in at defensive line, right? Yeah, they they let go of four assistants on the defensive okay. side or two. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how many it was. I I see it cost them five point eight million. Yeah, you know. All, all all they all they had to do is look at the guy's grades before they hired him. I could have told you none of that would have worked. Jimenez. I mean, it was just, it was the, what did I say on the show? I, I think it was the second or third worst defensive staff or the worst defensive staff in the SEC. Nah, nothing's ever worse than Vanderbilt. So it had to be, couldn't be, couldn't be any worse than second <laughs> bottom. But, uh, you know, they got the money. They'll go higher. And Kelly has always started out slow in hiring. You look at Notre Dame and Cincinnati, first couple of years, uh, a lot of it was by feel. There was a lot of poor hiring decisions early on, uh, and he corrected them well. So I'm curious to see what happens, but I do believe Kelly is going to hire a hire a handful of really good coaches on the defensive side and get this thing back in the direction LSU fan expects it to be. Uh, Dave Bartu, Matrix Analytical, on the Out of Bounds show, brought to you by the Time Out Lounge and the Golden Moon Casino. Cool sports book. Uh, full restaurant, bar, so on. So, how much of this 
you know, can Ole Miss do this? It's early, but but Ole Miss fans are, you know, number one in the portal. They're around a 20 recruiter. They got a good staff. We're doing away with the divisions. They've got a favorable schedule for SEC standards. You know, is yes. is this the right? right, right. It, it, is this the window? Is this the window? Right, right. That's what we got to look at. Is this Lane's window? Because, um, so number one, do we have a top 20 graded staff? Well, in our system, yes. This is a top 20 staff, 1 through 11. Okay? Boom. Box check. Were they top 25 in total scoring efficiency this year? You got to be good before you're great. Yes. This might be the best team. I, th- I think this team for Lane would have beat all his previous teams. Every single one. Except maybe one of the Matt Corral ones. That guy was pretty squirrely. He could win football games. Um, but overall, it's his best staff and it's his best team. He's got people coming back. He's got his quarterback coming back. He has a quarterback with a ton of experience. Um, you got an elite play caller? Yep. Top, he's, a, he's, a, he's a top 10 offensive coordinator. So we got that on the sidelines too. And then you look at the schedule. I agree with you. I agree with you. The schedule is set up as well as it possibly could for an SEC schedule. So are all the boxes checked for them to get it done? Yes, they are. Right, except now you have to win what four games in a row against top twenty-five competition. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that that's that's the real question mark that I have is with twelve teams, is the inclusion going to make a, a national championship game like what we have now more likely, or is it going to be less likely? Because a team like Georgia, look, Georgia, that was a really good football team that on one Saturday lost and got bumped. And that's probably not a Georgia team you wanted to play going forward after they lost and kind of woke up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Now with 12 teams, you wake that those guys up, man, how much harder is it going to be? So I would have liked Ole Miss. <laughs> what they have going into next year would have been great if it was this year. Yeah. Or last year, or the year before. Now that we're going to twelve, I'm on the side that it just makes it that much more difficult for a rarity of a non-top ten recruiter to win it all. All right, we're going to leave it there because we're going to be uh, leaning on Bar Two during the off season is almost as much fun as having him on during the season, just because <laughs> we're looking at numbers and trends and and what all's going on um, as we head into a. A new and the conferences are going to look different next year. Holy smokes, it's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already started forecasting win losses for everybody. So anybody, anybody listening right now, if um, if you want me to project what your record is for your team, zero coach effect. What I expect zero coach effect to look like. Uh, doesn't matter which one it is. Hit me on the text line nine seven one two one seven eighty four nineteen. And uh, I will profile it and throw it up free on my Patreon account uh, so everybody can start looking ahead to 2024 already. Mm. All right, here's the big question for Bar 2. Are you going to watch Michigan and Washington? It's Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll turn it on. I won't watch the whole game. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on. I turned on the playoff games. I probably watched more football uh, on New Year's Day than actually I watched more football on New Year's Day than I did all season. Okay. So, Cause I got, I, I got up, got a bloody Mary, watched the ducks pound the crap out of Liberty for a while. 
got so bored with that, you know, and my son's like, no, leave it on. This is fun. I'm like, dude, this game's over, you know? So I had to go into a different room to watch uh, Wisconsin and LSU. (laughs) But um, now I watched, uh, I watched first half of um, Michigan, Alabama. Then I had to leave. Otherwise I'd have watched the whole thing. And, uh, and then Washington, Texas, I pretty much watched that whole thing. I think I did go the whole season without watching an entire game, though. I just lose focus really easy on games that are blowouts. I know. Done, so. I do the same thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't stay with blowouts, but but some of the fun. Of course, the semifinal games were great, and um, oh, Wisconsin they were, they were LSU was was fun, and some of the others. All right. Well, uh, yeah. have a good week. We'll do this. We'll start. Um, Projecting wins for your team, whoever that is, uh, during the offseason. Yep. Here we go. You know, it's been fun. Monday's going to be great. Uh, And then we get to hear everybody complaining about not having college football for eight months. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, and uh, go Dak and the Cowboys. Be good, buddy. Go Go Dak and the Cowboys. See you, bro. All right. Dave Bartu, Matrix Analytical, number one college football staffing firm in the country. Joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, which is the Timeout Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Bet $50 there, play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for $30. Don't forget Philip M's, the amazing old-style Las Vegas Steakhouse right there at Pearl River Resort. And Ron White, the great comedian, will be at Pearl River Resort in February. Go to pearlriverresort.com. 